The opinions expressed on this podcast are not meant to be disseminated as medical advice. If you need additional clarification or have questions, consult a mental health professional in your area. Hello, and welcome to 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage, the podcast where a comedy writer, that's me, James Breakwell, and a psychologist. Usually you say welcome back to 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage. I don't, like, uh, I don't know what I'm doing, Steve. I just, <laughs> I, I, I give up. I just, I can't, I can't even defend myself today. It's a disaster. We're just going to, we're going to roll out in flames. And I was going to, I was going to do a whole bit about how, because my computer imploded, we lost this episode and we're re-recording it. So yeah. we're going to get it yeah. perfect. Yeah. And we are yeah. doing exponentially worse than the first time. <laughs> Well, I will say that if the letter writer, and I sort of know the question coming, if any of our answers don't land, just keep in mind that the episode that got nuked really had the right answers on it. And we were on point the whole time, James. Oh, it was it was good stuff, like Emmy-worthy stuff, our best work by far. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's... Well, hey. Let's hear it as though for the first yes. time. <laughs> Hi, James and Steve. Recently, I, a 31-year-old female, told my husband, 53-year-old male, that I want to get divorced. We have been together for almost seven years and married for five. For the past three or four years, we've had a lot of discussions about the lack of intimacy and other issues in our marriage. Some days I feel invisible to him. He never touches me in any kind of affectionate way. He zones out when I talk or interrupts me to say something unrelated. I just don't feel like I matter. Also, he is not always nice to my 14-year-old daughter. Not really nasty, just always nitpicking everything she does. I always try to communicate how I feel and what I feel is lacking in our relationship, and I've begged for counseling several times over the years, but he never wanted to go. He has always promised me he'd start working on things I was complaining about, and show effort towards working on our, on our marriage, and every time nothing has changed, not even for a day. I'm at the point where I feel like I'm ready to move on. Uh, I've been unhappy for a long time, and I don't want to live this way anymore. And now he wants to go to counseling, and he's begging me to let him do the work and put in the effort, and I don't even know uh, if I still want it at this point. My question is, should I try counseling? Am I being unfair when I say I've passed the point of fixing things? Why wasn't our marriage important enough to work on or until I, w uh, until I was ready to walk out the door? All right, Steve, uh, take it away. <laughs> I'm remembering everything that we talked about last or two weeks ago now. Uh, to cut to the question she had, am I, should, I, do, should I feel bad that I'm past the point of no return? The answer is no. You are past the point of no return. And the, the short answer is, in my experience, once one person is out, it's really hard to get back in. And in fact, if you do go to counseling, all that's going to happen is you're going to get further out. So my guess is that uh, this one is over. And the semi-rhetorical questions you kind of ended the email with, which is, I wonder why, why, why did he not do this when it mattered? And now, well, <clears throat> I wouldn't even try to suffer those questions. The fact of the matter is he didn't. And uh, I think James and I spent a good, good amount of time two weeks ago going into the why. But uh, I think it really comes down to, I know age is just a number, but yours is ridiculously far apart from his. 
And so 53 and 31, when you got together, you were 46 and 24. And I think, man, that is a huge gap to overcome just in terms of station in life and emotional maturity and experience and worldview. And so what would lead an older guy to go after a younger woman? I think we can do the math on that one. And similarly, uh, and uh, James was astute to point this out, I had forgotten because I didn't take notes last time that you had a young daughter. She was seven when you met this fellow, and she was nine when you got married. That uh, I'm guessing at 24 with a uh, seven-year-old daughter, you're, you were uh, kind of shaky financially, and a 46-year-old dude, or 48 when you wed, seemed stable and secure and brought a certain ballast into your life that just stopped the boat from rocking for a little while. So that's all cool, but I don't know how much emotional depth, if, uh, just uh, going with your ages today, I don't know how much emotional intimacy a 53 and 31 year old can affect with each other, just given your different stations in life. And furthermore, if he thinks, acts, and emotes like a 31 year old, that's not gonna work for you either. Like, uh, you don't need a guy who's 20 years arrested development-wise, who is 20 years of arrested development. I'm not sure how to end that sentence, James. But uh, I'm just sort of giving you all the negatives. Obviously, something brought you together that was good in the first place. But once that luster kind of wears off, if you don't have that real emotional intimacy, there's not a whole lot to build on. You don't have a good foundation for a counselor to even work with, particularly given your disposition of, well, the heck with him. He had seven years to turn this thing around, and he didn't. And now when I'm leaving, he wants to pull me back? What the hell? And I am right there with you. What say you, James? Well... I love that you have reduced love to a math problem, and the math for them does not add up. <laughs> Game over, they're done, get them out of here. Uh, but actually, uh, I more or less agree with you, as you know from our first much better attempt at this, uh, at this <laughs> podcast. I think that once somebody checks out and says, I'm done, and goes as far to ask for a divorce, I don't know that there's any coming back from that, because you figure the emotional turmoil, the internal struggle, all happened before they voiced that statement. And and by the time they voice that statement, they've come to a very conclu firm conclusion in their own head. And at that point, I think it probably is too late. Uh, I think in the maybe stage, the maybe stage was back when she was asking for counseling. Uh, at the same time, I think that, yes, at this point, she's probably looking for something very different in the relationship. And maybe it's something that was never there. So if she's 31 with a 14-year-old, that means she had her daughter when she was 17. And that means at 24, she had a 7-year-old and was on her own. So at that point, when she met somebody, who was you know 22 years older than her uh, that you know that was probably appealing there's stability there's you know somebody who's further along on the milestones of adulthood and that would probably be very appealing at that stage in life but now that she's 31 she doesn't necessarily need that anymore she's probably got her act together she probably is not you know always living on the on the edge one disaster away from you know whatever whatever calamity there is homelessness or anything else I mean things are probably pretty stable and once you've got stability in there what else does this guy offer? Maybe he has always been Mr. Stable and that's it. 
I don't know that there's anything in this letter that implies he used to be Mr. Passion or Mr. Emotional Connection. I think there's a good chance yeah. that this guy is always who this guy has been, and it's just that that's not what you need in your life anymore. I guess when you uh, when you do marriage counseling, Steve, do you see it a lot that one person's changed and one person stayed the same, or is it usually both people are changing, or is it usually both people are the same, and it's it's just an issue that's been there from the beginning that they never resolved? Usually it is. These issues have always been there. Take something very simple like alcoholism. <clears throat> a lot of times, one person just sort of denies it while the other person is trying to hide it, but it's still kind of obvious. And then over time, it just kind of wears into the person who's been trying to deny it all along or overlook it or look past it or ignore it. And so if that's what you call change, I think a certain awareness of reality creeps in on one of the two partners. And that's when they, like you're saying, they look at their partner across the breakfast table and go, you know, everything that I needed from you 10 years ago, I'm sort of good with now. And everything I need going forward, you never had in the first place. And so this really can't work. Well, this is yet another week where instead of saving somebody's marriage in 10 minutes, we knock it to the ground and stomp on it. Perhaps we should consider retitling our podcast. (laughs) <laughs> 10 minutes to ruin everything but we are here to answer your question you know, oh, go ahead go ahead oh when you said you um i can't remember how you phrased it but it when a person oh you said that she had kind of gone through the separation two years ago in her brain like emotionally she started pulling away the problem is people don't like going backwards in life it, it, even <clears throat> like if you've ever run out the door james and gotten in your car and thought crap i forgot fill in the blank when you have to run back into the house, it only takes a minute and a half, but it feels like you just threw your entire world off its axis because you had to go backwards. So the point is, once you get to the level of, I'm going to divorce, your brain clicks into, here are all the things that I need to do. I got to find an apartment. I got to call my father. I've got to get some money together. I got to get my kid in a new school. Whatever, all of the pragmatic things that have to happen, you kind of go into overdrive to get them done. When he says, no, no, hold on, let's go to counseling. You almost get whiplash looking back over your shoulder like, huh? Like uh, that doesn't fit with my current plan, which is getting out and moving on with my life. So I agree. The emotional separation happened a couple years ago, and everything pragmatically that goes into a physical separation has already begun. And I don't know that she's going to want to put that on hold and go backwards. Yes, people don't like going backwards. For example, when they have to go back and record a podcast a second time, but hopefully this is the one that makes it out to the world and it won't take a third attempt. Fingers crossed that the technology holds up this time. Well, if you have a question that you'd like us to answer once or twice, send that in to James Breakwell at explodingunicorn.com. That's exploding unicorn with the E. <laughs> it can be, it doesn't have to be a marriage question. It can be boyfriend, girlfriend, platonic friends, coworkers, whatever you've got, send it in. This is been another week of 10 minutes to save your marriage and that's 10 minutes of your life you'll never get back